Welcome to Athletes and Artists, the podcast with Cassandra, Brittany, and Jillian. Hang out and get to know our featured athletes and artists. Today on the podcast, we have athlete and artist Melanie Lewis Weibar, renowned choreographer, dancer, and movement coach. Melanie is currently resident choreographer for Cher's Here We Go Again World Tour and has previously worked as an associate choreographer on her feature film Burlesque. She helped train and worked with artists on stage and films such as Beyonce, Britney, Christina Aguilera, Jennifer Aniston, Tom Cruise, Ben Stiller, Julianne Hugh, and more. We are so excited to have her as a guest on our podcast and discuss her life as an athlete and artist. Welcome, Melanie. All right, Brittany, take us away. All right. So, Melanie, how did you get started? Like, tell us more about your journey, especially into your career. Uh, a professional dancer and choreographer is what I do. And I started, um, gosh, I started very young trying to audition and get going. Um, well, backing it way up, of course, I did the regular dance, dance studio competitions, those kind of things, right, as a kid. Um, I moved out to Los Angeles because my father was living out there. I'm actually in Buffalo, New York, and that's where I grew up. Oh. Um, yeah, so I moved out to LA when I was young, like uh, I finished my last two years of high school there. Um, and I started teaching dance, which I have continuously done sort of like intermittently throughout the whole process, but um, did that, knew that I wanted to be a dancer. Um, being closer to Buffalo, New York is where normally people would think that I would go. And I just, my heart was into um, commercial dance, tours, music videos, you know, whatever, the flashiness. Um, but so the start of that process, I got an agent. I, um, that, that initial stuff sort of went really well. So that was great. Um, my first audition was for a cruise ship and I did that and I loved it and I loved traveling and all of that. Cut to what I really want to do is dance for artists and be in music videos and tours and stuff like that. So when I got back to L.A., um, I really tried to focus on auditioning for those things primarily. And I probably auditioned for like a year and I barely got anything. I got down to the end every single time. I got down to the last 10 or the last five or the last two. And I just I wasn't in the scene you know, per se. So I didn't know those people. And so um, I just sort of kept going and kept going back, kept going back to see those same people. And then finally, I ended up booking the um, Backstreet Boys tour. They were looking for a blonde. And so luckily, I was like, okay, you know, not like I auditioned by myself, but you know, right, right. I, it was like, that was my, my big first thing. And I always tell other dancers that like, then once you're, not even once you're, and I guess just in any scenario, you're in a group of dancers, you need to like respect the situation and respect your surroundings because everyone in that room, it's a very small world and everyone in that room, you're going to come in contact with again and again and again, probably. But some of those people might end up being the person that can hire you for the next mm -hmm. thing. Um, so it's really important. And that's what I did. Like I was excited, of course, my first world tour and, you know, happy to be there, but I was there with like some amazing, amazing dancers and choreographers now. And so in that space, then from there, when we all left that tour, 
those people could go on to hire me for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, you know, you, you everybody sort of breaks out and is doing their own stuff. Um, but you know, the, the audition process is hard. It's yeah. hard on your psyche. It's hard on your body. It's hard on everything. And, um, I guess, am I, am I going on a tangent? That's how no. I got started. No. I love this. I love hearing this because it's like, you know, the backup stuff, the background stuff that you don't really get to hear. Everyone thinks like, Oh, you go on one audition and you get the job and, Oh, you have an agent the first day you go right. into the office. You know what I mean? I like this because right. like, people don't realize how much work is underneath the mountain that you're growing, you know? Yes. So much, so much. And just, yes, it is like, um, you know, um, the, the community, like I said, especially, I mean, I would say the same probably for New York and Broadway, although that wasn't my scene necessarily. I definitely did almost all of my career in LA. That's where I was until I moved back here. But, um, it's just, it's small, it's small and it's tight knit community and you want to go to the functions. You need to meet all the people that you can. Um, but at the end of the day, just, you know, show up, show up and be ready. And I, I have a little thing not to like plug my YouTube. Cause like I said, it's a little bit uh, messy right now and I'm going to try to clean it up, but I did this whole thing and it was like the, my top 10 secrets for having a great audition day. And the truth is, it's like, you have to be prepared for anything that they're going to throw at you. You don't know. You could be there for a heels audition or, you know, something Beyonce, something funky. And then all of a sudden they're like, so does anybody tap? Because in this one moment we're going to, you know, yeah. and it's like, just bring it all, just bring it all, bring an outfit change, <laughs> you know, and, and even like, if you're wearing a crop top, bring a long shirt because maybe you're like, we know that we stare at ourselves in the mirror eight hours plus a day. And sometimes you just don't like how it looks and that can take you out of your zone. Right. So just have a couple of options with you when you're going to go to any of these auditions, shoe options, clothing options, all of it, because it's going to save you at the end of the day. So would you, you say that that is a way to get over nerves? Because I feel like when you go to auditions and stuff, nerves can really get the best of like your technique even. So is that a good, that's probably a good, a good way yes, to get over that. Definitely. Definitely. And I do say because so many things, and I would say the same for even like tennis shoes or whatever you're deciding to dance in. I like to tell people don't, don't go in a brand new pair of shoes, like have danced in the shoe or the skirt or the whatever before going there, because you're just going to be more, like you said, comfortable, confident. You already know that you can do your chant in that shoe. Right. So, so that's going to definitely help with you, your confidence. And cause the nerve thing is out of control. It's out of control. It never gets better. You just uh, eventually like along the way, you just have to like walk into the room and take a deep breath and try to like, all right, I'm just going to do what I do. I'm going to center it up. And, and it's still a crapshoot. Yes. Because sometimes you've trained your entire life and you go out there and you forget yeah. and you like blink and you're just like, Ugh, how did that just happen to me? But it happens. It happens to everybody. It happens to everybody everybody so you know just gotta and then I say after after that have a really good freestyle 
<laughs> if you totally Love mess that. up the combination, then just like have a couple of tricks in your bag that you can like whip out and be like, wait, give me one more shot. I can do this, this, and this. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Love it. How did you transition from being a dancer into the choreographer work that you do? Um, it was very hard for me. Um, it's not very hard for everybody. Some people like actually kind of make their way there first. And I've worked with a lot of those people. Um, and then ironically, um, some of those people that have only been choreographers or mostly choreographers, I should say, um, sometimes feel like, oh, damn, I wish I had done some of the other dance stuff. But then you feel like fulfilled in what you're doing. So you stay there. And that's, that's great, too. But for me, it was really hard. Um, I assisted everyone on the planet. And I would recommend that to anybody that wants to be a choreographer because it's only going to make you better at the end of the day. Um, one year in room, you're in a room with people that are like producers that can hire you again. You are mm -hmm. listening to the way that you should be speaking to them because if you don't know how the whole conversation should go or how professional you should sound, then you could go in there and blow it and then they'll never hire you again. Mm -hmm. And the, the um, opportunities are very slim, you know? So when you go in there, you want to be ready. You want to be ready to go and know and present yourself as professional as possible. So, um, but I did, I assisted an associate, um, which is mainly like, oh, we're co-choreographing, co right? Together for um, a very long time. And then I just had to start putting myself out there more and more. I was hoping that maybe that was going to, some of those people would just hand me something. Cause that happens. I've seen that happen with people. Like when I was on Backstreet Boys, you know, Fatima gave Rich and Tone a lot of opportunities because she was so busy and you know, those things happen. Um, so that's great. Um, that's not how it necessarily went for me. I got a couple of things like that, but it definitely was like me having to push. And the thing is for choreographers, you're not, your agent can help you. They kind of suggest a handful of choreographers that they have, but at the end of the day, it's really up to you. Your real, um, how well you are in the room so that hopefully you get hired again and they want you to come back. I sort of feel like I'm babbling. I hope I'm not babbling. No, I love, you know, we're all sitting here, like, just listening to you, like, with Doha. Yeah. I'm, like, taking everything you're saying, and I love it. Okay, so I'm like, okay, go back to the, uh, to the um, agent thing. Have you had the same agent your whole career, or have you switched up, or? No, I have definitely switched, and I think that that's okay to do, as long as you do it in a way that's respectful and mutual, and um, I think the agent thing is a really good like separate topic even because you do have to go to where you feel like you're valued at first you just go and you're like i'll go anywhere mm -hmm. somebody book me you know hire me i want you know you i'll do whatever on your agent like your first agent how, how did you did you just like walk into the agency one day and say hi can i be represented or how did that go no yeah so that um so all of the agencies will have somewhere on their website that says we're we're having castings and sometimes they'll have them in different cities mo more times than not they'll have them like in New York and yeah. LA. Now sometimes it's like um, Atlanta, Chicago, um, but all of them will tell you like when there's going to be another um, audition for dancers specifically for representation. 
Um, and some of them do go to like a convention now and again, but that's not really where you would go to, you know, find your agent. Um, but so yeah, went to the agent call. So that's basically was my first audition as it is for like many. Right. And, um, and you know, I got it, <laughs> but then, then it's like, you know, you sort of learn, I mean, there's so much more information out there now than when I was doing this. So it's like, you guys are amazing. And this is so helpful to everybody, um, that can learn these things. But, um, yeah, you just, you go, but then the audition process after that, you kind of kind of learn it yourself and feel it out and figure it out. And it's, you know, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. <laughs> what was your biggest lesson that you learned throughout everything you've done that you would tell like little Melanie? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. That should probably be easier than this, but um <laughs> I would say <laughs> this is gonna be funny, but this will resonate with some people. I would say you're skinnier than you think when you look in the mirror every single time, every day, okay? Because we are our own worst critics all day, every day. So just know that you look great, you're, you're doing your thing. I would say to her, just keep going, which is kind of what I did have to say to her, like, screw it, just keep going, just keep trying, because you never know, I've said this a couple times too, you really just never know what they're looking for. And sometimes you don't even know that right before you walked into the room, they didn't change their mind about what they're looking for. Yes, there's a breakdown and sometimes it can be like, oh, we need two blondes and two Latinas and one black girl. And that's what we want, right? And there's a breakdown. And so those people show up. And then before you walk in, the producers or management or whomever could go, you know what, we don't want the blonde girls. It's like, that's fine. I'm, we just want the black girl and the two Latinas and we're going to like kick it like that. And then you walk in the room and sometimes you don't get to dance, right? Sometimes it's just like, thank you so much for coming. And you're like, I just spent two and a half hours putting on makeup and figuring out an outfit and I feel sick to my stomach and the traffic sucked and the train stopped and the blah, 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 right? And then you get there and they're like, thanks so much. And you're like, well, what the heck? What was it? You know, am I too tall? Am I too short? Am I too blonde? Am I not blonde enough? It, all of the things. And you're going to question yourself and you just have to keep going. Just keep going because they, you know, you might end up then being called the next day to come back in because they changed their mind again. But I'm just saying at the end of the day, even in the entire audition, when you do get to dance and you get cut or you don't get it, you, you don't know why. There are now being on the backside of the table and like knowing what's said and what's talked about and how quickly things sort of change. You never know. So don't think it's just you. It's not just you. It's a million and 12 things that are going on. That's great. So now you're behind the table, right? So what are your experiences, <laughs> right? What are your experiences there? Like how choreo you choreograph for Cher, right? Her, mm -hmm. her biggest show. What's that like? Yep. Um, amazing. It's amazing. She's like so. <laughs> breath of fresh air. She's amazing and super honest. And what you see is what you get. And I love that because I've worked with many artists and that's not always the case. Um, and so it's fantastic. And I have like 
you know, I'm blessed with the most amazingly talented dancers on the planet. So that's lovely. Um, and, you know, but, but it's not all like, it's not all perfect. It's, it's, there's still battles, you know, there's battles for like, oh, the shoes that we have and, um, you know, money constraints for this, that, and the other, which was, I don't know how much of that I want to say, but you know, there's, there's still battles that you have to like gear up and say, you know, okay, I'm the person in this room in charge of these people and they're looking to me to be a voice for them. So I need to, you know, know one, know my business to be strong enough and competent enough to stand my ground because they gave me this position. They respect me enough, you know, to, to um, listen to my point of view and, and, you know, you're, you're in the big leagues now. So you have to just, again, sort of represent yourself in a way that you would feel good about going to bed at night uh, and looking in the mirror. Um, I love that. But, mm-hmm. That's a lot. There's, there's got to be, as a choreographer, I feel, I feel like we've gone through a lot of different stages, right? The auditioning and starting, but as a choreographer in the current yeah. world, how do, where do you find your inspiration? Because there's a lot of different, like, things out there movements even like how do you how do you focus in on what you want your you know genre your movement to be yeah I think it's hard I think for me myself um well one I'm just gonna say and I even say it to myself like looking at myself don't compare yourself to other people in this category either just because there are a million options out there right and so I know I get stuck looking at Instagram or whatever and I'm like oh my god that was amazing oh my god that's amazing oh that's amazing oh I could never do that oh that's you know and you get like a little bit sidetracked from whatever your vision is or whatever your thing is and so trying to stay focused on and believing in whatever your thing is is going to work so that you can get out of your own way because a lot of times you'll stand there stuck. Like, (laughs) uh, I don't know. I don't even know where I want to start. Just start, just start moving sometimes freestyle to the music and see if anything comes out. Maybe you'll like half of it. Maybe you'll like none of it. Um, for me, anybody that's worked with me would know I lyrics are like, I listen to the music intently. Like that's just something I do. And everyone's different. Like, I wish sometimes that I could get away from it because every once in a while it'll like stifle me. I'm like, yeah, but it's saying that I can't just do that, 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 you know, and I need to like, you know, slap myself in the face and get out of my own way. But, um, I think for me, I'm motivated by the lyrics to the song. And then oftentimes the director is telling you what they want. Okay. So there's always going to be a show director, even like for share and that there's always going to be a creative director that also has an idea of how they see it going down too. So you have to be open to changing. Um, if the idea is not working out or whatever, or it's just like, uh, where they're on the stage or, you know, what's going on. Um, I don't know, like, uh, in, in the first four counts of eight, as opposed to let's co- so we'll keep that. And now can you change and reconfigure, you know, the last eight counts or whatever, just, um, being open and trying to, to, uh, be a team player, but stay motivated and, and have a strong confidence of like, 
no, you know, I really like that part. You like, you can push for yourself too, right. you know? Is that your process? Do you just put the music on? You just record yourself and you just let loose go? Um, sometimes, so, uh, sometimes. Actually, not that often. <laughs> not that often. I would say I do do it, and I do think that that's a great way to go about doing things. Um, for me, I love accents. I love hearing and like feeling all of the accents. So I will actually listen to a song a million times before I get up to try to start moving to it. That's my process. I'm like an eight and one, five and eight. You know what I mean? Like I want, I, because just for me personally, when I'm dancing, I like hitting those things. They feel good to me. So I have to know where they are. And sometimes again, like I get in my own way, I'll miss an accent and I'll be like, shit, and I got to go back and like think of (laughs) a way to get back to it. We do that whole eight count just to get those. like. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, that's great. Oh my gosh. This is all the information. I just want to pick your brain a lot. I just love it. (laughs) Well, okay. So now this is a funny question, but I don't know if you're going to answer it, but who is the best dancer that you've worked like artist wise? Like who was your not favorite to work with because that could be anybody, but um, like the person that moves the best. Dancer artist wise, you mean like yeah. a, like a like a Beyonce, a Christina, a Britney, a blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh gosh, that that's hard. Such that's a hard, hard question. That is a hard question. I know. But I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would probably say, you know, the hardest part is that I forget people that I've worked with, and then I go, oh, it's probably that other thing. But, but in in out of the people that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, yeah, Beyonce is pretty fabulous. Um, you know, when we were there though, it was like, it was still sort of the beginning, you know, of like what her career was even like turning into, you know, now it's like, she's God, right? (laughs) Beyond (laughs) Michael Jackson, she's everything. Right. Um, but so it was super fun to like play and see, and you know, she's not a trained dancer, but she worked her off to, to get what she's doing. Um, and, and that's inspiring. Um, a lot of artists don't necessarily, necessarily like dance, dance, you know, like how we do. Um, oh, see, now I can, um, I mean, Julianne Huff is fabulous. She's fabulous. And what was really fun is that, cause she was in burlesque and, you know, she sort of had one of the smaller roles or whatever in the movie. And they made her be a redhead because there was too many blondes. Mm-hmm. And um, so all the things, but, um, you know, she had never really done like, you know, like sexy heel. That sounds stupid because she's done all the ballroom stuff, but she was just like so happy to be in the space doing a new kind of like the finale number of Burlesque, which was like more sort of hip hop and like booty and all of that stuff. It was like, she was so fun and ready to go and like I worked with her also like on the diamonds are a girl's best friend number we um I had done a show in LA called 40 deuce and it was like a club show or whatever and so there was beads right that hang so we had to get up and like do stuff on those beads and so luckily we ended up making that a part of diamonds are a girl's best friend in the movie and so I had to teach her like how to wrap her arms and do the walkovers and slide down, which you don't even really get to see. You see it in the movie, but it almost looks like a camera trick. And she's 
<laughs> she was preset and someone was holding her up and they walked away and it was, and she had to slowly learn how to slide down those beads into the split. And we did it a million times and you're like, so, I mean, you're just burnt, you know, yeah. from all of the things. But she was like uh, insanely inspiring because she could just, she'll get it. And if she didn't got it, she's going to do it again. And she's going to get it. So that was <laughs> I love it. Okay, so it's time for our rapid fire questions. Okay. Sometimes silly, sometimes informative. Um, okay, ready? Here we go. My life motto is live, dance, love. Ooh, like it. Um, I'm inspired by. Oh, shoot. Rapidly? <laughs> Women. Oh, I like that one. Okay. I like that. Um, I feel like the best version of me when. I'm home with my son. Oh, um, my go-to stress reliever is? A martini. <laughs> my spirit <laughs> animal. My spirit animal? Yeah. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> Why is that hard? <laughs> Maybe a horse. I don't know. Um, my go-to uh, quarantine workout is? Well, there's been a couple. Luckily, I get to dance with all of my fantastic, fabulous friends. So dance, yoga, Pilates. Nice. Um, and to me, being an athlete and artist means? Um, perseverance, strength, determination, never giving up, um, believing in yourself, confidence. You got this. Oh, I love, oh, I love it. it. Thanks so much for coming on our ANA podcast, Melanie. That was so much fun. Listeners, you can find Melanie on Instagram at Melanie Lewis underscore Y-Bar. That's Y-R-I-B-A-R. -R. And of course, you can find us at Cassandra Lacey, at NY Choreographer, and at Embracing underscore the Fire Within. And of course, at Athletes Artists. Be sure to rate and subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Bye.